On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Tuesday, April 19th, Ian Cameron with you. I will be joined by Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy uh, on the show in a few moments as we are ready for another big Tuesday NHL card. We've had 10 games on tap uh, for tonight uh, in NHL action. And of course, it's Tuesday, and that means it is an Ice Guys BetCast uh, Tuesday. Looking forward once again to another Ice Guys BetCast tonight starting at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, and again, same great bet cast that you've become accustomed to uh, all season long, live betting, commentary, lots of booze flowing, at least for me. You know, I get those multiple pints of beer going uh, on a Tuesday night. It's never a bad thing. Uh, just having a lot of fun. Like we really do bring a, you know, sitting at a bar, sitting at a pub type of vibe to the bet cast. Just chilling, watching the games, placing some live bets, hoping to win more of those live bets than not. It's just a whole lot of fun uh, if you've never joined the uh, BetCast before. Uh, and if you want to uh, join us and uh, appear on the BetCast with us, uh, make sure you send a DM to me and I will make sure to send you the link to the BetCast stream before it begins tonight. So looking forward to that, the BetCast. We've only got two more of these left in the regular season. But we will have, of course, our regular. We'll keep them going in the playoffs, of course. Every Tuesday night, we'll probably have betcasts as well throughout the playoffs. We might even add, you know, a couple of weeks during the playoffs where we have two betcasts uh, in a week. So uh, definitely we'll uh, be doing many more of these when the Stanley Cup playoffs begin. So looking forward to that. Uh, before we get into today's card, there are a couple of games from last night. We're not going to run down every game from last night because a lot of them were, you know, nothing on the line in terms of playoff implications. Uh, I will say this, Carolina, again, we fade Arizona on the puck line for my best bet. They got it done 5-3. Calgary beat Chicago 5-2. Washington, big underdog, plus 170. I thought they were live last night against Colorado, uh, considering the fact that the Avalanche had just locked up the number one seed in the West and home ice advantage throughout the playoffs the game before that. We certainly got a uh, Colorado team that definitely wasn't firing on all cylinders last night, which is what I was hoping for. Uh, and Washington gets the 3-2 uh, to two victory last night in that game. Okay, the games I really want to focus in on, first of all, Dallas-Vancouver. This Vancouver Canucks team deserves a whole hell of a lot of credit, whether they make the playoffs, whether they ultimately fall short. What they've done here down the stretch is very impressive. You know, it, it's been a great win streak here for the Vancouver Canucks uh, to try to keep themselves alive, a thorough 6-2 to two victory uh, against the Dallas Stars, notching their sixth straight win. Uh, last night, six wins in a row for this team. Uh, I just like this to see this from teams. You know, you know the mountain is a is a, is a, is a big one to climb, 
you know that the odds are still stacked against you in terms of making the playoffs, yet you keep on battling. You've shown tremendous uh, ability to fight through injuries, like they just lost their captain, Bo Horvat, for the uh, rest of the season uh, due to a leg injury suffered on Thursday uh, against Arizona. Certainly, that's not an easy thing to have to overcome, but this team finds a way to do that, and uh, here we are with the Vancouver Canucks now in a situation where they are five points back of both Nashville and Dallas uh, for the two remaining wildcard spots in the West. And now they are just four points back of the Los Angeles Kings for the third in the for third place in the Pacific Division, which is their other pathway to getting into the playoffs. And they have a game in hand on the L.A. Kings as well. So that's definitely significant, something to keep in mind. Um, the one problem, and I said this on Twitter last night, though, for Vancouver, at least in terms of catching L.A., we and we talked about it now multiple times, this easy sisters of the poor laden schedule that the L.A. Kings have uh, the rest of the season. I mean, it's set up on a silver platter right now for the Kings to clinch their playoff spot with just how easy their schedule is down the stretch. But as we turn our attention to New Jersey and Vegas and what happened there last night, you know, don't assume <laughs> they're going to win all these games, the L.A. Kings. We've seen examples of teams that are inferior, teams that are out of the playoffs, playing spoiler. And boy, did we see that last night from the New Jersey Devils. Um, Andrew Hammond, boy, did he did he pick a rotten time, at least from a Vegas Golden Knights standpoint, to play his best game, really the only good game he's played uh, in net for the New Jersey Devils last night. He was the Hamburglar. All over again, reminded you of a couple of those games he had earlier this year with Montreal, where he did play very well, I thought, for the Canadians. And certainly years ago with the Ottawa Senators uh, as well, uh, the way he played uh, in uh, for the Senators years ago, just came burst onto the scene and just, you know, was stealing games at times. That's why he got the moniker, the Hamburglar. And Andrew Hammond last night, absolutely outstanding. Uh, in net for the New Jersey Devils. And the Devils stun the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And stun is the accurate word uh, with that victory. 3-1, to 3-2, to two, I should say. Vegas scored late. Mounted a furious rally in the final minute. They had a couple of good looks, but the Devils ended up hanging on uh, for a 3-2 to two, uh, win in that game. Uh, so when you look at this for Vegas, Obviously, and look, of course, I'm well connected with Las Vegas. I've been there many times. There's many friends and colleagues that I have in that city, and many of them are Las Ve or Vegas Golden Knights fans. And this is obviously a, not a very good day for them. You know, losing that game last night, look, I, they're not completely out of the playoffs. There's still a, a, an opportunity for them to make a pl playoff spot, but they're now putting themselves into a position after last night where they and just about have to win out or damn close. Uh, to try to make the playoffs, and yeah, obviously disappointing. And you know the excuses are out the window now uh, for the Golden Knights. Now they are still without a couple of guys. Carrier, we've talked about it. Brett Howden, who's had a nice year in a depth forward role, and they are still without Riley Smith, who is you know definitely missed. But the majority of the guys that drive the bus for the Vegas Golden Knights are back for this team. Pacioretty, Stone. Uh, of course, Martinez and McNabb on the back end, uh, and you're still finding and you're still having issues scoring goals at times in key moments. And that was something they mentioned on the broadcast. Even Peter DeBoer mentioned it in his press conference last night. This is becoming a thing for Vegas, where it's just one of these historical 
I don't know, these mental blocks where big games and critical moments bearing down and showing that surgical clinical finish to put a chance away, to put a chance in the back of the net, to put a quality opportunity away and put it in the net is something that the Vegas Golden Knights have lacked now in several of these really important games in these critical games down the stretch of this year's regular season. They mentioned it in the playoffs last year, how the uh, offense completely went dry uh, when they got knocked out of the playoffs last year. That's a big part of the problem. All right. That is a big part of the problem. Why Vegas is where they are right now. Now, the other part of the problem, and I hate to say it, and I'm not going to be harsh about it. Leonard had a tough night. There's no doubt about it, you know, and, it has to be said that way, all right? You can't just say, oh, Leonard was fine and, and risk, you know, criticizing him because of, you know, everything he's had to deal with personally. You have to say it the way it was last night. He had a tough night. He did. And when you look at uh, Robin Leonard moving forward now, Peter DeBoer just had some mind-blowing statements last night in that press conference. And it's just amazing to me because I think Peter DeBoer was with lobbying the McCrimmon the, the GM and George McPhee, I think at some point last year, you know, that he wanted to really roll with Leonard as his number one guy. And obviously it's been a tumultuous year uh, for Robin Leonard, but it's just amazing that, uh, you know, he's, he's consistently gone to bat for Robin Leonard time and time again, Peter DeBoer, this coach, I mean, time and time again. And when you look at what he said last night, these two quotes are uh, just it's basically throwing your goalie under the bus without mentioning him by name. He said, quote, this time of year, you're looking for your guy to be better than the guy at the other end. And that wasn't the case tonight. I'm not even sure either New Jersey goal in the third period is a real good chance that they score on. Wow, coach. Basically saying Robin Leonard stinks without saying Robin Leonard stinks. That's that. That's what those two statements were uh, last night uh, by Peter DeBoer. And Look, if Vegas misses the playoffs with this group now, you brought in Jack Eichel. And Jack Eichel, by the way, hello, that's a big game last night. Maybe show up. Maybe do something. Maybe make an impact. Throw your weight around. Get to the front of the net. Do some things that are going to change the momentum of the hockey game. Didn't see any of that last night from Jack Eichel. He couldn't wait to bitch the Buffalo Sabres organization out for everything that they did wrong and that they didn't go to bat for him and that they didn't always, you know, give him opportunities. Well, he's now got an opportunity with an even better roster and team around him. And I didn't see a whole lot of uh, making a big impact out of Jack Eichel last night. In fact, he's going to get the, t- uh, the telescope treatment. I couldn't find him with a telescope last night in that game. And, and that's an issue uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights as well. Mark Stone's lost his offensive touch lately. That's an Again, it just goes back. They can't finish around the net right now, and it's an issue. You had Leonard struggling, those two goals. You got to try, you got to stop him. That's an issue. But at the same time, Leonard can't score goals for this team. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm, I didn't, I, I, I was, I was, because look, Vegas is not out yet. We can't bury the Golden Knights just yet. There's still time for them to turn this around and make the playoffs. But I'm telling you right now, I have a hard time seeing this team just flounder and just completely you know, just shoot themselves in the foot with defensive breakdowns and all kinds of issues like this in a game of that magnitude last night against an inferior team on your home ice. I can't, I can't 
imagine them doing that in that spot last night with Gerard Gallant as their head coach. I'm sorry. It's got to be said. Simple as that. And, and if they miss the playoffs, Peter DeBoer's got to look himself in the mirror and say, I got to own some of this responsibility right now. All right? I've got to own some of this because he's constantly changing up the lines. He's changing up the D pairs. He's just yanking Robin Leonard, his guy, around, jerking him around constantly, in and out, in and out, him and Logan Thompson. And it's funny. Uh, he went to bat constantly for Leonard to the point where Fleury gets de- uh, unceremoniously sent out of town by the Vegas Golden Knights. And he's the first guy to Boer last night to throw him under the bus with those two comments without mentioning Leonard by name. Talking about how he said, you, you look for your guy to be better than the other guy, and that wasn't the case tonight. I'm not even sure either New Jersey th- third period goal last night was a real good scoring chance that they scored on. I mean, that's basically saying our goalie was shit without actually saying it. And this is this is supposed to be your guy, Pete. What's what's the problem here? I mean, you couldn't wait to start him a million gazillion times last year over Mark Andre Fleury. Now you got a problem with Robin Leonard? How about how about how about taking some responsibility? Coaching has been an issue at times this year. And like I say, in a big spot like that against an inferior team, trying to make the playoffs, getting big wins during the stretch of the regular season. I never saw Gerard Gallant's teams in Vegas, uh, you know, just absolutely. Uh, fall apart in a spot like that last night. And of course we see what Gallant's doing with the Rangers uh here this season in this first year. Yeah. So and and like I said on Twitter, if you if you can tell by what I said on Twitter and what I'm saying now that I am still extremely pissed off with the, 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 the with this Vegas organization tossing away Gerard Gallant two seasons ago like a piece of garbage. Yeah, I am still upset about that. And the chickens are coming home to roost, folks. You better believe it. There we go. Yeah, I don't do that many clips for the ice guys, but uh, I'm kind of motivated to just download this right now and pop it in my uh, video editor and and just clip that rant there. That might have been about 11 and a half minutes of just pure Vegas uh, turmoil right there. I mean, you're not happy. Not happy. Not happy one bit. Uh, and, And it's really the, it's not so much that I feel bad for Vegas puck line or Vegas team total over for me last night. Feel bad because I know a ton of Golden Knights fans and they are an upset bunch right now. And they rightfully should be. Well, they haven't really had an Arizona Coyotes type season since they've been in existence. So they don't have too much to be mad about. I mean, they do have something to be mad about this year, I guess, but things could be worse. You could be the Seattle Kraken, you know, when you're an expansion team. So could be a little worse for an expansion team but i'm right i'm right there with you on the same page i just didn't like uh i'm curious to hear what jimmy has to say about pete DeBoer because you know everybody thinks he's on his way out and and you know everyone kind of creates their own narratives and it's kind of like our job as handicappers that's what we do with games as well but in the media you can twist a quote in a million different directions but what it comes down to is that he was prepared to be point blank about what happened and who he thought the blame should fall onto. But I don't know when I keep on making this joke that uh, the Vegas Golden Knights were playing a video game with their roster this year. Well, if they're that good, should they really only score that many goals yesterday? I mean, if you're that good, you should be scoring more goals than that. You shouldn't even have to blame your goaltender. You know, look at the Florida Panthers. Their goalie could have allowed four goals in the last 10 games. They would have won eight of those games, you know? So it's hard to blame the goaltender all the time. Obviously, he didn't play his best, but when it comes down to it, the New Jersey Devils came into their home ice and beat them point blank, and that's all there is to it. By the way, one shot, no points for Eichel. Like I said, 
They brought this guy in to be the difference maker. Uh, no difference maker last night. Couldn't find the guy. Could not find the guy last night in that game. So I'm telling you what, that trade's looking better and better the more I see it for the Buffalo Sabres. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, Krebs is playing well uh, for them. Uh, Alex Tuck's back close to home. I mean, everybody just, you know, uh, jumping on, oh, look at the Vegas now, really cup contender here uh, with Jack Eichel. And uh, uh, Buffalo's doing all right. Uh, Buffalo's going to be fine, I think, long-term from this. Uh, Jimmy Murphy with us now. We haven't seen Jimmy. We've missed Jimmy. Jimmy, what's going on? Uh, how are you doing? And uh, just some thoughts on uh, last night. Well, I'm back in the uh, in that sports book I told back you guys about. Yeah, yeah, back in the sports book. Got a big Liverpool match later on against Man United, so I'm going to sit here and watch it and throw my hockey bets in. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty psyched for that. But, I, yeah, you know, look, guys, with uh, with Vegas, it's it's a messy, ugly situation, I think, right now. And I think everyone can share a little blame. I'm with you. I don't agree that it was nice of DeBoer – or not nice, nice isn't the word. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have to be nice, but it wasn't the right move to, to throw – Leonard under the bus, both in terms of just class. That was veiled shade throw yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was it was classless, and and then also you're hurting your team's chances right now because you need that guy to be as mentally positive as he can right now and to really get his game back and not have all the stuff going on in his head. And we know, I mean, and I'm not. This isn't a shot at Robin Leonard. If anything, I'm defending it. We know the mental health issues that he's had. So the guy battles depression. So does it seem like a logical thing to do to throw the guy under the bus when you need him most? I mean, it, it makes no sense to me. Now I'm with you. I would have gone back to Logan there uh, and put him in there to Logan Thompson, but he didn't do that. And when he made that choice, I think he should have stood by it. If he had something to say, he should have said it to Leonard in private and said, just gone up to him. And clearly the guy's not, something's wrong. He's, it's either a physical, mental, or both, but something's wrong. And everyone can see that. Now, if this was just a guy going out there having a bad night, and he, he was completely healthy. I'd understand it, but there's something going on there. And so that was a, it was just a dumb move all around by DeBoer to talk that way. And, you know, as for the Jack Eichel trade, look, guys, I, I've said my part on that. But yeah, I mean, if we're looking at it right now, it's, it's only been, you know, Eichel's only been in there for what, a month, month and a half, I mean, or two months. I, you know, I'm not going to judge this trade until probably a year from now, really, when it comes down to it. But I, I said when it happened, I love the return that Buffalo got. And I think it's going to pay off in the end. And I think Eichel will end up paying off the Golden Knights. I think the guy to blame right now, though, when all is said and done, the guy to blame right now is Kelly McCrimmon. He has done a horrible job uh, managing that team and managing the cap. He, Like you said, they've discarded people like they're just complete objects. They have no loyalty to any of their players or management or coaches. They just discard guys and they get impatient and say, see you later. So, they need to change that culture around there. Yeah. Uh, it might be great to live in Vegas right now, but I'm telling you, within the confines of the Vegas Golden Knights, I don't think things are good at all. Right. There's there's some employee employer employee uh, you know respect and dignity. I think mm -hmm. that's lacking right now. That relationship uh, at times with this Vegas team. There's no question. Uh, and you're right. Cap issues again. You know they're Toronto West. You know they've got all kinds of cap issues right now. Uh, to the you know the Donov mess that occurred, uh, of course, just recently as well. They're just so desperate to get under the cap. I mean, it's just it's been it's been dubious uh, with this uh, management group and this front office for Vegas. So now their backs are really against the wall. Let's see how they respond uh, moving forward. All right, let's turn our attention now to this big card. It's a big one. Tuesday, uh, NHL slate, ten games. We'll start with the Philadelphia Flyers, Toronto Maple Leafs, Toronto minus four fifty. Home favorites in this game, six and a half the total. 
uh, in this one. Uh, obviously for the Leafs, and this is the right move. They're going to rest Austin Matthews again. He's got the little minor uh, day-to-day injury that he's got going on. And look, you're playing the Flyers. You've got some bigger games coming up this weekend. You're playing in Tampa. You're playing in Florida coming up on uh, Thursday and Saturday, uh, respectively. So it's smart. It's wise. You know, the Leafs are more than capable of getting by the Flyers right now without Austin Matthews. Uh, so it's the right call, in my opinion, to do this. Uh, give him that rest. Uh, the Flyers just uh, continue to be they're, they're they're absolutely a fade or nothing for me right now. Five straight losses. Uh, they lose 5-3 to Anaheim, 9-2 to Washington, 4-0 shutout loss to the Rangers, and then back-to-back losses to the Buffalo Sabres uh, over the weekend. It's just not going well for this team at all, just uh, not finding ways to win. You know, their effort hasn't been always terrible, uh, but boy, I mean, they're just defensively, the goaltending's falling apart once again uh, during this losing streak. They give up 5 9 4 4 5 uh, during this five-game losing streak. So just continues to be a, a problem keeping the puck out of the net. And I don't know if Martin Jones, Mr. Beachball, is going to be the guy to do that uh, tonight for the Philadelphia Flyers as they take on this uh, Toronto team. Uh, you know, some, some injuries are mounting as well for the Flyers with uh, Ristolainen out on the blue line. Cam Atkinson's banged up day-to-day. Nick Sealer on the blue line's day-to-day. Cam York on the blue line's day-to-day. Patrick Brown is out. The young kid that's just recently at been uh, called up to the team and had a few games under his belt. Uh, Jackson Cates uh, is also out for Philly. So, you know, it's definitely a patchwork lineup tonight. It's a team that even without Matthews, Toronto probably should take care of. But minus 450, what are you going to do with that? Uh, Not a whole lot. You can probably look at the team total over even at four and a half, in my honest opinion here with Toronto. I I, I think even without uh, Matthews, this team can get to five goals. I still like the full game over as well because Philly's just so bad defensively right now. This game, Toronto can probably do most of the uh, workload uh, for the total all by themselves here uh, in this one. Uh, as far as props go without Matthews, just to dive in with Mitch Marner, dive in with uh, Bunting. You know, these two guys have picked up the slack uh, offensively for the Leafs. I think they're worth a look. I also think Mikheyev and Pierre Engvall are worth a look uh, from a prop standpoint. Engvall's feeling it right now for the Leafs. Points, to score a goal props, both I think are worth a look for him. Same with Mikheyev. And what I like about Mikheyev tonight is he's getting a top-line opportunity for the first time in a very long time with Tavares and Marner. That's going to be the uh, Leaf top line tonight. And you know I love those situations. With players moving up the lineup, those are uh, just phenomenal player prop betting situations in my mind. We saw it last night with Nachushkin, again for Colorado, playing on the top line, scoring a goal. I, I got in on Max Domi, even with Carolina. Moving up to the second line uh, in that uh, game against uh, Arizona last night. He had a big night, actually. He scored a goal. I think he got a point on one of the other Hurricane goals as well. So these are great situations. And Mikheyev on that top line. Engvall on the second line moving up to great, great player prop betting situations, in my opinion, for the Leafs there. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Flyers, Leafs. Yeah, a little bit different. I'm actually just, uh, I, I see a seven out there. I've always said that, um, you know, with money lines, I try and stay within certain price ranges with totals. I don't mind, uh, you know, laying the chalk a little bit. Um, I think under seven is going to be a play for me in this one. It's not exactly just because of Matthews. Of course, it kind of helps not having him in the lineup. Uh, anybody would believe that, of course. But, um, you know, Philadelphia, of course, they've been kind of like Arizona. Everyone's just running through them. But what I'm going to do over the last, you know, three, four, five games of the, of the season for some teams, specifically like Toronto, uh, what's playoff hockey like? It's aggressive, it's lower scoring, and there's a lot more defensive intensity. 
And I don't think we'll see upsets happen as much, but I'm going to see, we're going to see a lot more lower scoring hockey. So I'm going to challenge the Leafs for a good defensive battle tonight, playing in front of their home crowd. Uh, what are they known for against teams like Buffalo and Philadelphia? You know, giving up goals, playing down to their competition. You know, I'm taking a shot here. I don't expect them to do, uh, to, you know, come out flat defensively. We'll see what they can do um, on offense, of course. In Philadelphia, I don't expect them to chip in either. So um, I think something like, a, you know, even a 3-1 or 4-2 type game will still cash me with this under. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's possible. I mean, Philly's not a, sh- a shoe-in here to uh, light things up tonight uh, against the Leafs and Jack Campbell, who actually played pretty well, I thought, in the uh, victory uh, against the Islanders on uh, Sunday, which, by the way, that 4-2 game was the only Leaf game in the last 10 Leaf games that has stayed below seven total goals. So that tells you just how much of an uh, over-machine uh, they have been. But, uh, yeah, Joe in the chat, that's Ilya Mikheyev that I was mentioning. He's the one on the top line tonight for the uh, Leafs. Uh, Mikheyev's moving up to the top line. Angval's now getting top six forward uh, minutes on the second line tonight. So that's why I pointed out those two guys. Marner and Bunting, it goes without saying. If you're going to look at Leafs props, you start there because they've been amazing. And without Matthews, they've been great as well. But if you're looking for the value, Mikheyev moving up to the top line, Engvall on the second line, you're going to get better prices on the goal scorer props with them. Uh, with those two guys, points, props as well. Uh, great value with Mikheyev and Engvall for Toronto. All right, Jimmy, what do you think, Philly, Toronto? Well, guys, I'm going to look. Oh, yeah, I'm all right. Making sure yeah, I wasn't. Good. <laughs> um, I'm going to look at one of these combos, guys. I'm, I'm liking this one where you could take the Leafs and go over seven and get it at plus 133. I like even better, though. I'm going to take it a step further and do a, a Jimmy Puck line involved here and do the minus one and a half and over seven. I'm looking at getting a plus 180 value for that. So give me that as my bet on this game. All right. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Combo bets. You know, I'm, I'm interested in that as well. I'm looking at Toronto and over five. It's, ah, it's a little juicier than I want. Minus 146 at pinnacle, uh, Toronto and over five and a half. That definitely uh, makes sense to me, but boy, it's not, not a bargain at uh, minus 146 in this one. But uh, yeah, this is one of those games where, especially if you're going to back these big favorites and uh, ditto for the rest of the regular season with these big favorites. You got to get creative. All right, Winnipeg Jets, New York Rangers. Uh, Rangers minus 200 home favorites, six the total in this one. Uh, Rangers two points back of Carolina for first in the Metropolitan Division after Carolina's win last night uh, against Arizona. So the Rangers uh, looking to keep pace tonight uh, against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Winnipeg's another one of these teams that down the stretch, I just don't know if I can back them again. Uh, you know, those two losses over the weekend against Florida and Tampa, season enders uh, in terms of any playoff hopes. It's not happening for Winnipeg. They're out. They're not going into the playoffs. They know it now. Uh, they lose both of those games over the weekend to Florida. They get pasted 6-1. to one. They actually had a really nice start against Tampa Bay. They were up 3-2 to two at one point, and then the roof caved in uh, on the Winnipeg Jets, and that's what happens. You know, when things start to go bad for these teams that are that are out of the playoffs, that are in, uh, in the middle of an underachieving disappointing season like the Jets when things start to uh, uh, get rolling here uh, against them they really roll against them and and we saw that against uh, Winnipeg here uh, for the two games against Florida as soon as things started to go south they kept on going south at an alarming rate Uh, you know fell apart in the third period against Tampa the Florida game was terrible for them they're without Mark Shifley Cole Perfetti's out for the season as well uh, for the uh, Jets so a lot more is put on the shoulders of 
uh, Connor and Ehlers, who are really the only guys doing anything offensively consistently right now uh, for Winnipeg. I'll tell you what, the Rangers and Vito, who's been on the show, who's with us on weekends, has said it. They're not really having these letdown spots. I mean, they've won five of their last six, beat New Jersey, beat Pittsburgh, beat Ottawa. That was a potential letdown spot. They 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 took care of business there. They had this disappointing loss head-to-head against Carolina, 4-2, although a couple of those Carolina goals were kind of good puck luck, good fortune. And boy, did they bounce back the last two games, back-to-back shutouts against the Flyers and the Red Wings for the Rangers. Identical 4-0 shutouts. This is Rangers in regulation for me. No no need to overthink it. No need to overcomplicate it. Uh, you know, they're playing good. They're not they're not pl- taking their foot off the gas pedal. They're not uh, uh, having a no-show lately against these weaker teams. So I, I think they take care of business. I like Rangers in reg here, around minus 125, minus 130. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Winnipeg, New York. I actually like uh, New York and regulation here. Um, I, I don't, I'm not buying into Winnipeg, uh, you know, finishing the season off on a good note. I think they're frustrated. I think their top players are frustrated. I, I just, I don't really see a good end to the season with them. Whereas New York's going to win low scoring games, grind it out, get ready for the playoffs and just try and stay healthy. But I'll tell you what guys, um, this is a team that I was on record for saying, I thought they might've been a little more top heavy than people said they were. Um, I got to eat my words a little bit here because I feel like their depth has been good. And uh, Andrew Kotz was, was a great pickup for them. So um, I think the depth's been really great for them. And I feel like it'll be too much for Winnipeg. So regulation bet here for the Rangers. And by the way, you talk about player props in this game. It starts for me with the guy that Andrew just mentioned, Andrew Kopp against his former team, uh, the Winnipeg Jets. He's collected at least a point in six of his last seven games. Uh, he has scored a goal in two of the last four games. So. Andrew Kopp to score a point, Andrew Kopp to score a goal. Already bet it myself. Uh, so that's where it starts and ends for me with player props. No question uh, about that. Uh, all right, uh, Jimmy, Winnipeg, New York. What do you like here? Jimmy Puckline on the Rangers. There we go. I think it might come out here for this one. Yeah, Jimmy <laughs> Puckline, New York. Back-to-back 4 nothing shutouts. Like I said, great job by the Rangers. That's what I said. Gerard Gallant. Pete DeBoer, take some notes. See this team losing in the third <laughs> See this team losing to Detroit, Philly, Ottawa, any of these teams? No. They show up, take care of business. Could learn a thing or two. All right, next up we've got um, – all right, I'll put that to bed now, I swear to God. All right, Minnesota and Montreal. We've got uh, Minnesota minus 270 uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, this is a tricky one. Minnesota clinched a playoff spot with that – Narrow victory against San Jose. Boy, that was tougher for them than uh, maybe I thought. But uh, it, regardless, um, you know, this is a Minnesota team that's finding a, found a way. It's all that matters. Um, when you look at Montreal, I think Montreal is really going to play a good game tonight. Now, is it going to be enough is the question. I mean, they're obviously not the better team Minnesota is. And Minnesota's still got a lot at stake trying to battle St. Louis, who just keep on winning. Uh, you know, for that second spot in the central, which is significant. Minnesota knows how important it would be to get home ice advantage with their tremendous record at XL Energy Center, which we've talked about repeatedly. So it is, I think, a big deal for the Wild and the Blues, both to try to get this second place spot in the central and get home ice advantage uh, going into the playoffs. So uh, these are big games for Minnesota, important points uh, on the line. But nevertheless, Montreal is coming off of uh, a, a pretty, let's be on debacle it was, Uh, against the uh, Washington Capitals. And look, I think it was kind of predictable they might play that way. There was a lot of energy, a lot of emotion put into the Carey Price return 
uh, on uh, Friday night against the New York Islanders. And by the way, in that game, uh, Ilya Sorokin was just ridiculously good. I mean, Montreal was all over the Islanders uh, in that game, and that's the big factor why the Islanders won that game. Montreal didn't play that badly at all. In fact, they carried the play uh, and just couldn't put a puck in the net against uh, Sorokin that night. But obviously, they had a terrible uh, back-to-back effort against Washington. Carey Price is back in net tonight for the uh, Montreal Canadiens with his second start. Cam Talbot for Minnesota. It just clinched a spot. I know they still want the home ice advantage by virtue of second in the central with St. Louis. They still want that spot, but this is a tricky little spot for Minnesota here. I'd, I'd pump the brakes on anything in terms of puck line or uh, anything like the regulation line, anything like that with Minnesota. I think Montreal team total, I think over uh, two and a half is a good look here. Maybe a puck line to be safe on Montreal here at plus one and a half, uh, which you can get around minus 120. I think they probably give Minnesota a little bit of a hockey game tonight. Second start for Price. Keep in mind, they lost that game, but again, they carried that play to the Islanders that night. Probably deserved a better fate. So it's a little bit of a dangerous, worrisome. And look, they just barely beat San Jose at home. A San Jose team that's what, lost nine in a row now? Uh, this is not a shoe-in for me for Minnesota tonight. Sorry, Terry, to say that, but to me, that's the way I feel about this one. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Wild Canadians. You know what? I, it's it's you know it's been a wash, rinse, repeat over the past. Well, it feels like the entire season. But taking over six and a half uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. Look at this this Minnesota Wild schedule here. You know it's interesting to end the season off, and uh, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna do well to end the season off. But I don't think they're gonna take any days off. You know, the Montreal Canadiens. I, I worry about them defensively. Um, I worry about how they they have been mixing up their lines a little bit. And now you just see Yuel uh, Armia uh, has been given an exemption to go back to Finland. And yep. there's just, you know, a couple different combos have been mixed up. And, you know, I'll get tip my hat to St. Louis because he hasn't done that too often, but you have to do it. And I feel like cohesiveness is the biggest thing for the Montreal Canadiens. And when they lose that chemistry offensively, it also hurts them defensively. And I, if I'm from the wild, I wouldn't mind coming in here and laying down a shellacking. So, um, I hate to go against my own team, but I don't like the chances for the Canadians tonight, but I'll just go ahead with the uh, over six and a half. Yeah, certainly it's over a pass for me as well uh, in this game. Uh, the one little issue I have with the the over edit is, you know, do they, do they really rally around price uh, in this one? They actually did a good job keeping the shot count to a minimum against the Islanders, but you are talking about a much better offensive team you're dealing with tonight. Uh, with the uh, Minnesota Wilds. So uh, interesting in terms of that regard. But uh, yeah, I expect the effort to uh, certainly a blowout loss at home to Washington, price back in net. I expect Canadians to show up, but again, will it matter? You know, their defensive play has been an issue. Uh, and is that going to be a problem again tonight against this, what's still a very potent Minnesota Wild team? I feel bad for your guy, uh, Andrew, uh, from Halifax there, Justin Barron. Uh, the defenseman for Montreal. I mean, the guy gets five games under his belt there at the National Hockey League with this team. He actually got a goal in the very last game he played. Then the poor guy gets hurt, you know, ankle yeah. injury, surgery out for the season. So very, very unfortunate there. But uh, hopefully he's back in, uh, guy, very unfortunate. And, and Nate in no time, you know, hopefully he's, you know, I don't know how long the recovery is going to be. But uh, as you know, all these Halifax guys train together. And I think that's helped him a lot, being able to train with, you know, with guys like that. So hopefully he's back in uh local Halifax rinks training with those guys. But uh, yeah, it's, it's too bad. Um, and I actually spoke with uh, a colleague of Jimmy's uh, about him and he was talking about how they planned on sending him back down to Laval and uh, playing some playoffs with them. So 
not only is he missing time with the Hads, but he also, of course, is not going to be able to play those big games. So that's too bad, Jimmy. Which is which is unfortunate because you know playing an AHL Calder Cup playoff run with a team that's great for development. Uh, you know it really really is, and you're right. It's, it's unfortunate he's going to miss out on that as well. No question. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Minnesota Montreal? Well, Andrew, ye have little faith, my friend. I mean, and Uh-oh, look, here we go. I know where I'm, this I'm is going. Out, Ian kind of already pointed out my reasoning for what I'm about to say is if you saw the way the team played in front of Price Friday versus the way they played in front of Montembeau on Saturday, that right there should tell you guys that, yeah, they might be playing the Minnesota Wild, but they're, they're also a different team in front of Price, and Price is yeah. a different goalie. Uh, Price, even in his condition right now, with all that rust on his under his belt, I think it's still better than anything the Canadians have had all season. And he's a solid goalie, better than most goalies in the league, even at this stage. So I'm all over the under in this, guys. That's my first bet here. Loving the under six and a half. I think that, um, you know, and let's not forget the guy on the other end of the ice, Cam Talbot, has been superb for Minnesota. Uh, He's been doing a great job. So you look at Cam Talbot. Last game against St. Louis, not so much. No, not so great, but he's going to want to bounce back from that. So you look at those two goalies going head to head and, and between the pipes there, I just think that the goals are going to be at a minimum. So I'm loving the under there. And I'm also going to give you guys another combo. Give me the Montreal Canadiens plus one and a half and the under six and a half for a combo there. You can get some great value there. All right. There you go. And we're, we, we kind of think Montreal is going to make this a game. We're all just not so sure they're going to win, but the, the plus one and a half is good. I could see I them like losing. That. Don't get me wrong, Jimmy. Of course, like just like everybody else, I, I loved watching the Canadians and, with Price in the net, and I'm excited to watch it tonight. It's not like I'm like in love with him getting lit up. I like like Jim, like uh, Ian said. I think the Habs can can score some themselves. I'm not saying it's going to be a six one game to get me over the total by any means. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, Carey Price is amazing. I just uh, yeah. And last last game, you got to say though, Jimmy. I, I mean, that's just against the Islanders. That's just tough to watch. I mean, there's so much excitement in the crowd and in the air and the atmosphere. And they're doing so many good things, right? Goal for him? Yeah. Like, man, I know they're a different team when he's in there, but they weren't a different team that night offensively, were they? Which, which, (laughs) which, why do you like the over then? Because, because uh, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I mean, they're not going to score. And if Price can do his job, because they're not playing the Islanders tonight. Minnesota is a team that can give up goals as well, and they play a different style of hockey than the Islanders do. Yeah, hey, you got look. I just I got a feeling, guys. It's yeah, not going to be some tension be, in the room, ladies. It's, it's going to be a, a, a just a friendly, unenjoyable game to watch. Let me put it that way. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. I the, other reason, guys, the other reason too, Minnesota knows what they're doing, where they're going in the playoffs. They're, they're not mm. really moving out of the slot they're in right now. It's probably going to be Minnesota and St. Louis. They're going to look at fine-tuning their defensive game right now to get ready for the playoffs. That that would be what I would do if I was their coach. I'd be telling them to focus on that. Look, we don't we don't need to get all these wins right now and score a ton of goals. We just need to make sure that we got the defensive end shored up so when we play the Blues again, we're ready to go. So that's another thing that I think it's just going to be a defensive-minded game all around, in my opinion. I'll tell you what I do like now that I look at that price. Is honestly, I didn't see it before, Jimmy. I'm, I do like that plus one and a half that you're on. Yeah. I don't just take those because the price is always so bad on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's actually a pretty good price because obviously it's minus 270 for the wild. So I do like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. John Massey's right. I, I watched that game. I mean, I know uh, they weren't bad offensively against the Islanders. They were just bad finishing, but generating chances, getting shots, getting opportunities. Yeah. 
Sorokin was just utterly outstanding in that game. I remember seeing it. He was. And uh, I think if they pepper those kind of shots on Talbot tonight, I think they'll get more in the net, to be quite honest with you. We'll see if that's indeed uh, the case tonight as they take on the Wild. All right, Detroit-Tampa Bay, uh, Lightning here, minus 400. Uh, that's actually not right. I should have put that's a minus 500 is what that should be uh, with the uh, Lightning. We'll fix that. Minus 500 on Tampa Bay, total six and a half here uh, in this game. Uh, obviously, it's an absolutely insane price with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, who, to be quite honest with you, how can you lay minus 500 with them? Can, like, they've won three of the last four, but look at these last three ga- or last few games here. Uh, other than the 5 nothing shutout over Buffalo, that was their one really authoritative, assertive victory. You know, they lose to Dallas one nothing, And the last two games, their life and death to beat Anaheim in overtime at home, 4-3. And then the Winnipeg Jets game, they were actually trailing 3-2 at one point. And they had to rally back, and they won 7-4. So, Want to lay minus 500 with a team that's uh, they're not playing full 60 minutes right now at uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, they are finding ways to win. They're in a weird situation where this team's, you know, they've won two Stanley Cups. Like I've said a million times, I don't think they're overly concerned whether they're third in the Atlantic, second in the Atlantic, whether they fall down to the number one wild card spot and, and Boston ends up catching them. I don't think they're all that concerned right now. I think it's just, you know, just go not go through the motions, but. Get the games done. Try to win as many as possible. But that urgency level is not there, clearly. If you watch Tampa Bay lately, the urgency, it, it's fits and starts. It's little spurts of good hockey from them uh, in games right now. That's the way it is at this moment for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Vito liking Detroit over first period just to score a goal. I, I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate that because early in games, we've seen Tampa Bay a little slow in the trigger. You know, Anaheim. Uh, didn't Anaheim score a goal in the first period against them as well? I'm pretty sure they did. Certainly Winnipeg did. Uh, they jumped on Tampa Bay in the first period. I mean, that's not a bad bet, uh, Vito. Uh, Detroit over uh, to score a goal minus 110 uh, in the first period because they have been slow starters. Uh, no question. Then they get better and more focused. I think they have to be tied or trailing. And then you get Tampa waking up. That seems to be the uh, track record, the pattern with them uh, lately. So, uh, get creative here uh, in this one. And by the way, it looks like it'll be Grice and Vasilevsky, uh, the goalies here in this game. Uh, Nadelkovic is day-to-day due to an injury. And by the way, for for Detroit, Dylan Larkin being out obviously is just so uh, such a blow for them because he's such an important player. And we know depth-wise, offensively, it's not always there consistently for Detroit. So that is a, definitely a bad uh, sign that he is uh, not going to play the captain of the Red Wings. And Grice, by the way, one and seven uh, since February the 23rd, uh, 4.42 goals against 874 save percentage during that time. Of course, he gave up the four spot uh, to the New York Rangers uh, in that four nothing loss in his last start. So, you know, this to me looks like Detroit maybe gets a goal first period. Actually, I don't mind that bet. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, certainly over their team totals, a consideration here, uh, four and a half, uh, but you know, and can they get to five is the question. That's what it's going to take here. Uh, and, you know, they scored seven against Winnipeg. They could, but I don't love it. Uh, I actually like Detroit to score in the first more than I like Tampa over four and a half. But if I were to bet anything from a Tampa side standpoint, it would be Tampa team total over four and a half. Uh, Andrew, Detroit, Tampa Bay. Yeah, my bet in this game is the over two and a half team total for the Red Wings full game plus 155. Oftentimes, you see these two-and-a-half team totals. You're going to see minus 120, 130, maybe even higher than that uh, until it switches to three or three-and-a-half. Look, you know, I'm not going to sit here and think it's going to be a dominant 
effort or victory by the Red Wings, but I'm going to be with the crowd here in this game and think that uh, we could see some goals. We could see a real good effort, a little surprise, shocker-type game from Detroit. And you look at you know, their last 10 to 15 games as a scale. Obviously, we're talking about a great Tampa Bay team, but I mean, um, against Carolina, we saw Detroit score three. Against Columbus, four. You know, Winnipeg, three. New York, again, four. I mean, I know that it's not elite teams, but they scored five against Boston back in the start of the month. I mean, they're capable of doing it. Um, we just need a couple, you know, a slow start from Tampa to get us there and a couple mistakes and, you know, fire shots on net and see what happens. So hopefully get a power player too early in the game. And I just love that price, to be honest with you, at plus 155. If I'm laying, you know, minus, over two and a half team total, I'm getting minus 110. You know, I'll see you later with that one. But at plus <laughs> 155, I like that team total quite a bit. I'll tell you what, you look at Detroit, Tampa Bay, it's not been a cakewalk for Tampa. You know, Tampa Bay is seven and three in the last 10 meetings, but three, one, four, three in overtime, Detroit won six, four, Tampa Bay won two to one, Detroit won five to one, Detroit won one, nothing. Tampa wins the next one, two to one, Tampa wins seven to six in overtime, Tampa wins three to one. And I think they needed an empty netter in that game. And then in the last game against Detroit, they won in overtime two to one. So you know, Detroit has uh, definitely been pushed by this Detroit team uh, in the recent uh, meetings, in recent meetings. So we'll see if Detroit can make this interesting tonight uh, in this one. So looking at the team total here with the Red Wings is Andrew. Jimmy, what do you think? Red Wings lightning. This is a Jimmy pass for you guys. All right, Jimmy pass. And by the way, the elephant in the room, we got to mention it, Andre Vasilevsky and his struggles recently. He is struggling. He is in the throes of a massive slump right now by his standards. 0-4 in his last five appearances, 3.56 goals against 890 save percentage. Uh, for That's just not Andre Vasilevsky type of numbers. So the question is, does he wake up? Does he get back on track? Does it happen tonight? Certainly he's got a manageable opponent here, but yeah, you know, he's not at his absolute best at the moment, Vasilevsky. So see how he fares tonight. All right, Panthers Islanders next up. We've got Florida minus 200 road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. I really am puzzled what to do with the total because Florida doesn't go uh, under very often and, and the Islanders uh, don't go over very often, especially a number of six and a half. When's the last time we've seen, let me see what the Islanders uh, record is for the season with six and a half totals. I'm going to look right now what it is. Um, six and a half. Oh, two and oh to the over for the New York Islanders with totals of six and a half. So Two games this year involving the New York Islanders guys have had a total of six and a half. Both of those games went over the total. Wow. Uh, didn't necessarily expect that, but there you go. And in fact, I think one of them was just recently because uh, I see their recent schedule. They had a game against the Devils April the 3rd. Six and a half was the total in that game. It went over the total. And the other one was recently too against the Blue Jackets March 31st. That was the other Islander team this year with a total of six and a half, and that went over the total, 5-2 for the Islanders. So now after I see that, I would lean over <laughs> in this game, six and a half. But, you know, you are talking about a goalie that's feeling it right now. We talked about what he did against Montreal. Uh, even against Toronto, they lost that game. It could have been a whole lot worse if not for Ilya Sorokin. He played very well again in net for the Islanders. Uh, for the Panthers, Sergei Bobrovsky, 
uh, will be a net for them. Uh, I'm just not going to get involved sidewise, totals-wise. Florida, though, uh, is definitely uh, on an absolute tear right now. I'm not stepping in front of this uh, losing streak. They're going to look to extend it to 11 games tonight, uh, this uh, incredible win streak that they're on. Uh, I'd lean over, if anything, but just light opinion for me uh, on this one. Andrew, what about you here, Panthers Islanders? Yeah, interesting stat here, something that you and I have talked about quite a bit, Ian. Uh, the Islanders, 6-22, and 22, their last 28 games as an underdog. Take a look at their last 20 games. All those Ws, most of the time, next to their name, it's a minus price, not a plus price. They're not teams that a team that does well in situations like this. Look at the Panthers, what they're doing, man. It's unbelievable, the scoring they do. I mean... It's just an average day at the office to score five or six goals for that team. And I, I don't know if, you know, this is a, an Islanders team that's capable of an upset tonight. You know, I really don't. I mean, you take a look at tonight's card and there's certain opportunities and places you can look uh, for potential upsets. But I say you take a look at the Rangers, you take a look at the Panthers, you put those two teams together, you're getting yourself a nice two-team money line parlay with two favorites that I think get it done. Um, so that's what I would approach it with. The Islanders are not a team that I like to pick to be a shocker and uh, play upset. And that's, that tells it all for you. Uh, and also look at their wins. How many goals is this Islanders team scoring when they're winning, uh, especially against elite teams? Not, not that many. So, I mean, two and 10 last 12 as a home dog, six and 22 last 28 as a dog in general, not really anything to be too proud about guys with those stats there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not stepping in front of Florida. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't fault you for looking Panthers, puck line or regulation, whatever you're uh, going to look toward there with them. Uh, they've been absolutely outstanding, obviously. And it's everybody chipping. Huberto has been amazing. Barkov, we know, has been terrific. They've gotten Verhage, Duclair. Look at the season Duclair's having playing with Barkov. In fact, Peyton Clark, who's been on the show a couple times, he made a great point to me the other day. Duclair's having a career season because of Barkov. You know, he's, Duclair's doing things he's never done before because he's playing with Alex. It's true. I mean, he's real. And Barkov's tremendous at making players great around him. We've we've clearly seen that with him. Uh, and Duclair is definitely getting the fruit uh, of the great player that is uh, Alexander Barkov. No question uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, Jimmy, I can see that Liverpool game. It is got to be a humdinger because he is glued to that set. What do you think here, Panthers <laughs> Islanders? Uh, look, I mean, look at this game. What the Islanders, you're the Islanders right now. You just got eliminated. The season stunk right now. I mean, that's true. First game after they got eliminated. Terrific. Yeah. yeah. I, I just can't yeah. go anywhere near them right now, yeah. but I mean, not getting much value, obviously with the, with the Panthers there on, on the money line. So I'm going to, I'm going to go another Jimmy puck line. I know I hate doing a lot of them, but like, geez, I mean, I don't see the Islanders having any motivation to be in this game at all right now. I, I just think they want this season to end. Let's get home. Let's get through it. It's been a miserable season. Let's move on. Absolutely. And shout out to Nutflush Allen in my in the uh, YouTube chat right now, who was, uh, I was with for several days in San Antonio last month. Great times. A lot of fun. Uh, great to see you in the chat. Uh, yeah. And um, there's something I wanted to say here about this, too. I'm trying to remember what it was uh, about the, uh, the Islanders. And uh, now I forget. But uh, nevertheless, yeah, uh, definitely. And, and to Andrew's point, yeah, a lot of these underdog spots, uh, it's not been good. Just in their last four games as dogs, 0-4. You know, the Leafs, the Penguins, the uh, Blues, uh, and the uh, Stars, they lose all four of those games, uh, the New York Islanders. So 
We'll see how uh, things go, go for them here tonight against the uh, Panthers. All right, Boston, one of the games of the night for sure. Boston Bruins, St. Louis Blues. We've got St. Louis minus 130, home favorite, six the total. I ain't going. I'm. I ain't getting in front of this freight train that is the St. Louis Blues. Now they're not going to win every game the rest of the regular season, the rest of the playoffs. It's obviously not going to be the case. But for me, why step in front of a nine-game win streak? And you know when these teams are on a streak like this, uh, I don't go against it. I either ride the streak or I or I stay off the game. And that's exactly what I'm doing here. That being said, it's minus one thirty. You know, it's you know we're talking about the Blues have been even money or dogs. You know, other than the game against Buffalo uh, during this win streak for the most, and of course the Arizona game and the Seattle game. But for the most part, they've either been dogs or, you know, even money. They're laying a little bit more now, minus 130. There's a little bit of a revenge spot for the Bruins. They just lost at home last week to St. Louis, 4-2. to two. You know, they're going to want to bounce back from that. Um, now, they're still without Pasternak. They're still without Hampus Lindholm. The Linus Allmark injury suffered. Uh, a couple of games back means it's a uh, Swayman time uh, in net for the uh, Bruins. It's not been confirmed yet, but I'm sure he'll be in net tonight for them. Billy Huso will be the goalie tonight for uh, St. Louis uh, in this game against the uh, Bruins. Uh, Billy Huso, who, you know, he's been very good, obviously. Last nine games, 8-0-1, 2.49 goals against average. He did struggle a bit, though, against Minnesota uh, in his last start. Both goalies did. Uh, but that was just one of those really a, a, just was in a shootout back and forth. It ended 6-5 St. Louis. Uh, Huso was in net. They got the win, but he did give up five goals in that game. I'm coming to the over here. Uh, that's what I'm looking at. I certainly lean St. Louis. I'm not stepping in front of this team right now. This is incredible what they're doing offensively uh, at the moment. Now, there's going to be regression. They're going to cool off at some point, but I got to see it before I bet it. I mean, 8, 6, 6, 4, 6, 4, 4, 5, 6, 5. Those are the goals that have been scored by St. Louis in their last 10 games. Everybody's feeling it. O'Reilly, Auto Parts, he's feeling it. Braden Shen, David Perron has been outstanding. Vladimir Tarasenko is just on absolute fire at the moment. Buchnevich has chipped in. Barbashev's chipped in. Robert Thomas has been terrific for over a calendar month now. Um, they just got Tori Krug back from injury. I mean, this team is, and Jordan Cairo starting to light it up again. And they've, like I said, for a while now, they've got that guy playing on the third line at the moment for the Blues because Sato, Riley, Perron is the top line, Buchnevich, Thomas, Tarasenko, the second line. And yet you've got a third line in Barbashev, Shen, and Cairo that is very, very capable offensively. You've got three lines you can count on to score right now for St. Louis. The power plays a machine. Tough to stop this team at the moment, and I'm going to ride them over the total again because we talked about teams that are going over the total. St. Louis, uh, eight, seven, two, and one to the over their last ten games. Uh, I think we got a good chance here over the total in this one. Now, Boston did play good defensively, beating Pittsburgh two to one over the weekend. Swayman a much better performance, but this St. Louis team is going to test him, and it's going to test this blue line minus Hampus Lindholm, and that's going to be a big test, I think, for the Bruins tonight. Andrew, what do you think here, Boston, St. Louis? I like St. Louis uh, at home here. I, I like them this week. They've got the Coyotes, Sharks, and Bruins on deck. I think it's a at least three and zero week at, at very worst two and one, two and one. But um, I actually like the under in this game. You know, Jeremy Swayman, uh, he's listed as a starter for tonight. Of course, Allmark not making the trip, like was talked about. And uh, you know, it's it's been a very interesting year for the Boston Bruins as far as goaltending situation goes. I'm sure it's been interesting for Jimmy 
as far as writing goes about them, uh, keeping them busy as far as the goaltending goes. But um, I think it's, I think he has a great game tonight. I think Huso continues to shine for the St. Louis Blues. And of course, uh, like was talked about, both these teams have played very recently. And a lot of times it kind of goes one of two ways. In my opinion, one's low scoring, one's high scoring. And saw 4-2 in the first one. I think we might get out of barn burning low scoring game uh, in meeting number two. So that's what I'm on here. Under six, but I do like the Blues tonight as well. All right, there you go. Liking the under here. Uh, at least a little bit of a break in the offensive uh, onslaught we've seen from St. Louis lately, says Andrew, uh, in this one. All right, Jimmy, Boston, St. Louis. Yeah, I, I don't like this game at all for the Bruins. So I've got two plays on this. Uh, give me St. Louis on the money line and give me the under as well. I feel an under as well. The goalies are playing well. Uh, but when all is said and done, I, I just I don't think the Bruins can match up against this team right now. All right, like in uh, St. Louis and the under as well. All right, Calgary, Nashville. We've got Calgary. Right. There you go, Liverpool goal. Right that didn't there. take long, Jimmy. Four minutes in, buddy. Yep. Woo! I'm on the over. I'm on the minus <laughs> one and a half. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Jimmy, soccer little, puck line. Yeah, it's a little Champions League action right there uh, during the course of the show in the background. So that's what you hear. Liverpool goal for Jimmy, the big Liverpool fan. Uh, Calgary, Nashville. We've got Calgary minus one thirty-five road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. I think there's a tricky spot for Calgary. You've got a Nashville team totally embarrassed, totally ashamed after the St. Louis game. Now St. Louis is playing great, uh, but still, for St. Louis to go in there and absolutely kick the snot out of Nashville like that uh, is still not something that's going to sit well with the Predators. Predators still haven't locked up anything yet. They're still very much uh, got work to do to clinch one of these wild card spots. Currently, they are 91 points with Dallas tied for those two spots with Vegas four points behind them. Vancouver now five points behind them. So, you know, there's still work to be done here for Nashville. They're coming off an embarrassing game. Uh, I, th I think it's, it's certainly a good spot and situation and price. For Nashville, they're home underdogs as well, plus 115. I, I'm going to take them here. I mean, it's not easy to go against Calgary. I get it. Uh, they beat Chicago 5-2, but a rest advantage for Nashville. They haven't played since that game on Sunday. Calgary's coming in after being in Chicago last night, getting a 5-2 win against the Hawks. They've got the inferior goalie, I guess you could say, Dan Vladar in action, although he has won a couple of his last few starts. I will say that about him. He started against um, San Jose. They won that game 4-2. Started against Vancouver, they won 5-2. Uh, started against Colorado, only gave up two goals. Started against Washington, they lost that game 5-4. But in recent starts, his save percentage has dipped a little bit. It's now at 9.05, uh, his save percentage. And that's not a great save percentage necessarily. So, uh, you know, this could be a spot, I think, where Calgary uh, could be in tough here against an ordinary Nashville team trying to bounce back after the debacle it was against the Blues on Sunday. So I like Nashville a little bit here, maybe a little first period as well, maybe because the first 20 minutes after that game, you might see an even greater effort from Nashville. So I think I'll sprinkle a little bit first period and full game money line here with Nashville uh, and the team total over two and a half minus 140 on Nashville. I think that might be something to consider here. I mean, it's just a perfect spot for Nashville. And I like these good home teams off an embarrassing home loss playing at home again with rest uh, over their opponent. It feels like it's situationally a, a nice one for Nashville. Calgary's a great team, though. Won't make it easy on them. But certainly you can't argue with the situation that favors Nashville here. Andrew, what do you think, Calgary-Nashville? Well, I mean, it's just Calgary's playing unbelievable hockey right now. I mean, looking at, the, you know, 
what those top guys have done to step up and, and the depth of this team and what they've been like over the past few months has been extremely, extremely impressive. Um, Nashville, not a team I've been too impressed with. And um, they're a sell team for me this week, despite being a team. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, look, I'm on the over six in this game. Yeah, I think that uh, Calgary is not really playing the usual Sutter style of hockey, but they haven't needed to because they've been playing so well on offense. And when I look at Nashville, obviously it's a huge win for them. Ian, I'm cheering on a bet that I currently have at plus 270 for Nashville to miss the playoffs. And now it's not a great odds for them for that to happen, but it's looking better and better. And I'm being kind of teased with that wager and my Vancouver to make the playoffs at plus 400. So it's kind of one or the other. Uh, you know, if one hits, the other might hit as well. So I think the overs the play strictly because I think Nashville can't. It's a big win, big game for them, but I don't think they could uh, string Calgary into a low-scoring game. If they're going to win, the winner of this game scores four or five goals. I truly believe that. I think it's a higher-scoring contest, and I, I, I just like the way uh, Calgary's playing right now, and they've kind of have turned things into a fast-paced style of hockey you look at uh, Sutter's face on the bench, guys. They had nine goals against the Coyotes. The guy looked like his dog just died. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't care less about that. I mean, he wants to play good defensive hockey and doesn't really seem like he cares about anything until the playoffs start, which I like that, um, sort of. I mean, he just doesn't really seem to impress with anything, <laughs> which as a coach, sometimes you can kind of like that. Yeah, oh, he doesn't give two shits about people, someone scoring numbers or goal scoring numbers or how many points they've got. He's never cared about that. It's a team game. It's always, are you playing well away from the puck? All of those things. That's what Daryl Sutter wants and, and it thinks about and cares about the most. It's always been that way. And that's why his teams at playoff times have been a bitch to play against uh, because they do all the right things and the little things and the, and the play away from the puck and being good, sound defensively, all that shit. They do it in the playoffs, and that's why Daryl Sutter in the playoffs is a tough guy to beat. And we saw it, obviously, in all those years with the Kings, and uh, that's that's the way it's been. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think, Calgary-Nashville? Guys, you know, I, you, everything points towards Calgary in this, but then again, you know, Calgary looks like, all right, we know where we're going to. One of these teams that kind of has an idea where they're going to be. Of course, they can still gain seeding in the playoffs, but – uh, I like this one, just more desperation coming from Nashville. I, I, I like Nashville in this. I'm going to take them just straight up on the money line to pull an upset. Yeah, the thing is, that's a great point, Jimmy, because Calgary's nine points up on Edmonton for sec for first yeah. in the Pacific. They're they're going to win the Pacific. It's just a question of when. And did they, they clinch in their last game or the game before that? I forget. Uh, they clinched a playoff spot, uh, Arizona, two games ago. Two games they clinched ago, okay. the uh, playoff spot. I haven't clinched the division, but they're gonna. It's a matter of when, not right. if. They're nine points up on Edmonton. And they're not catching Colorado, so they're locked into first in the Pacific and probably the number two seed overall in the West. Right. You know, there's not a whole lot that they can do in terms of going up or going down uh, right yeah. now. Uh, going, but but you know you did see them bury Arizona. They played great last night against Chicago. Two bad teams though. Nashville yeah. will be a little bit tougher. Uh, there's no arguing that. Yeah, Vladar is probably is probably going to be a net for Calgary. It is Soros for. Uh, Nashville, and of course, that was a rough game for him against St. Louis. But St. Louis offensively has been doing that to a lot of goalies uh, lately. That's not Washington, Montreal. Sorry, that's a mistake there. All right, next up, we've got Los Angeles and Anaheim uh, Kings taking on the Ducks. Uh, we've got the LA Kings here minus uh, one sixty uh, home fa- road favorites, I should say. Total five and a half, although it's moving to six. This game, I think, is worth a small look to the over. It's not always easy with Kings games over the total, but 
certainly at five and a half these days and the, with what we've seen with the uh, scoring lately, that's not asking a lot to go over a total right now. So I, I did take a little over five and a half here, Kings and Ducks. I lean Kings in regulation a little bit, but this dangerous game. This is a rivalry. Anaheim's not good, but this is a rivalry. They love nothing more to stick it to LA and hurt their playoff chances with a uh, victory tonight. And, you know, like we saw with New Jersey, Vegas, never assume anything. Yeah, LA should win this game. Yeah, LA is the better of these two teams. Anaheim uh, is only three and seven in their last 10 games. Uh, they've only wins were against Arizona, Philly, and Columbus, which is not saying much at all. Uh, LA should take care of business. I lean to them in regulation, but I'm this has a weird gut feel to me type of game here where Anaheim's showing up because they they don't like each other. It's a rivalry. It's a cross, you know, uh, cross the uh, freeway uh, rivalry here with the Kings and the Ducks. Uh, and the King and the Ducks are still offensively capable and we've seen them battle against Carolina, Florida, Tampa. They took those two teams, the Panthers and the Lightning to OT. Um they beat Columbus in their last game. They, they may not make it easy on the Kings. So I lean Kings in regulation to be sure. I don't know if I'm going to end up pulling the trigger on that. And I do like over five and a half a bit. And if you're going to look at props, Kempe, Kopitar, look that way for LA. Trevor Moore, who's been good. Uh, no question. Dano, of course, has had a bounce back offensive year. And Fran Anaheim, it starts with Zegris and Terry. I mean, these guys have been just absolutely phenomenal offensively. They've done the bulk of the scoring for Anaheim lately. That's where it starts and ends. Troy Terry, Trevor Zegris for them. Andrew, L.A. Anaheim. Yeah, I'm back to the team total, Andrew, here in this one. I'm on team total over for the Anaheim Ducks. I locked that one in at, I think, minus 120 it was. I get it. The uh, money line price is plus 140, but I'm just going to go ahead and not worry about what L.A. does here, guys, and just worry about Anaheim uh, getting a few goals. Those young guys and uh, even the vets are going to play it out through the season, especially home games. You know, keep in mind as well. Uh, the effort you get from teams out of the playoffs, especially at home. And I think we'll get that tonight here. So um, I'm on the team total in this one for the Ducks. Yeah, and mark your calendar for, speaking of Anaheim home games, uh, April 24, which is um, Sunday. That is the final home game this year for the Anaheim Ducks. Do you know what that also means? It'll be Ryan Getzlaff's final home game uh, in Anaheim. I'm not saying that's an automatically you bet on Anaheim, but better beware maybe fading them in that game even again the problem is they're playing st louis right and st louis is just uh, terrific right now but uh beware i mean Anaheim's going to bring a little something something i think that final home game for their captain ryan Getzlaff on sunday night against the blues uh, what do you think here jimmy la anaheim loving the kings in this give me the kings just straight up all right kings minus 160 take care of business see if they can do that here all right we got two games left ottawa vancouver uh this vancouver canucks team they're happy again with Bruce. Bruce, there it is. You heard it last night as they were putting away Dallas uh, down the stretch last night. See if they can keep it going here. Back-to-back -back for both teams. Both of them played last night. Vancouver minus 250, home favorite, 6.5 the total uh, in this game. I like over 6.5 here. I mean, Vancouver's uh, just been a machine offensive, especially at home lately. They've been piling up the goals uh, in bunches. It's probably going to happen again here tonight. Uh, do miss Horvat. Pearson's still out. Hoaglander's out. But I'm telling you what, for Vancouver right now, you look at these offensive numbers on home ice guys during this. Uh, they've won six in a row uh, overall, uh, four, last four at home. During the six-game win streak, here's what Vancouver has scored. Five, five, four, five, seven, six. I mean, this offense is rolling at the moment for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. 
and they've got JT Miller playing great. Elias Pettersson is back, folks. He has been very good during this win streak for the Vancouver Canucks. And you want your under-the-radar. you got to take him tonight. Goal scorer prop points. Vasily Pod Colson for the Vancouver Canucks. This guy has found it. I actually had a little flyer on him to score last night against Dallas. Uh, he has suddenly, it's clicked for this guy. He's only 20 years old. He's a rookie. And we know he's got offensive talents and gifts at that end of the ice. And it took a while to see it. But boy, we're seeing it now with Pod Colson. So much so, he's on the top line, it looks like, tonight with JT Miller and potentially Alex Chason. And Chason was a late scratch last night against Dallas. He looks like he might be back tonight. And if he is, take Alex Chase on goal scorer prop and points too. You see what he's doing before last night, before he was a late scratch against Dallas. You know what Chase Hunt's done lately? How about you're going to, if, if you've been watching Vancouver lately, you know this, but Alex Chase on has nine points in the last five games. Think about that. Nine points in the last five games. Alex Chase on for Vancouver, and he has five goals uh, in those last five games as well for the Vancouver Canucks. And another guy playing on the top line alongside Miller and Pod Colson. So Pod Colson and Chase on are by far tremendous value player props tonight in my mind for Vancouver in what should be a high-scoring game tonight. Uh, I think it's going to be Demko on a back-to-back, but you know I, I never really love you know backing or trusting goalies to shut the door completely. No, it isn't. It's a lack. It's a lack. That surprises me. That surprises me. I thought Bruce would have gone with uh, uh, Demko again because he's playing well. Uh, they've had the nice win streak with him. But, no, they're going to give him a rest. Yaroslav Alak will be in net. And it'll be Philip Gustafson in net for uh, Ottawa. This guy is a uh, – this guy's Martin Jones, uh, the sequel uh, for the Ottawa Center. Martin Jones West. Martin Jones West. 3-11, and 3.78 goals <laughs> against like average. That. He is a sieve waiting to happen. Nine goals in the last two games – allowed by him so it's a pretty clear cut and dried decision here for me over six and a half in this game i think vancouver wins but i'm not going to yeah. touch the vancouver side but i will touch those props pod colson chase on vancouver uh great value andrew what do you think here ottawa vancouver i'll be honest i'm just uh at this point i'm just rooting on my uh, future for vancouver to make the playoffs so yep. i'm kind of uh i'm already pot committed i'm already invested so i'm kind of staying off vancouver games right now in your position, that's a great, that's the right call. I think, you know, you've already, you're already invested in Vancouver, you know, yeah. making the playoffs. Why the hell would you go in anywhere near a minus 250 or an inflated regulation price on them yeah. tonight? 100%. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Ottawa, Vancouver. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you guys on the over here for sure. I like that. And uh, I mean, look, Vancouver obviously needs this game way more, but we've seen crazier things happen. And, it is interesting. I mean, why would you switch when, when Demko's on this roll right now? I yep. mean, I know whatever you got to rest him for the playoffs, but you don't know if you're making the playoffs, you're going to make it first. So I don't like that move there by Bruce, but uh, I will go nonetheless with the over in this. I'm going to stay away from the side for now. All right. Over six and a half for Jimmy, but going to stay away from uh, the side in this one. All right. Final game of this uh, card for this Tuesday. And of course we're back with the bet cast tonight uh, at 7 PM Eastern time. Looking forward to that. Uh, so make, And again, send me a DM if you want to join us on the uh, BetCast tonight. Uh, we've got Columbus and San Jose. San Jose Sharks, uh, minus 140 uh, home favorites in this game. Total uh, six across the board. Uh, San Jose's on this uh, brutal losing streak. I don't feel comfortable laying a price with this team. I think from a spot perspective, this could be the night they 
they snapped the streak because certainly Columbus is a beatable team right now. They've lost uh, the first two games on this road trip against L.A. and Anaheim. Uh, the last two games they've played, that's their third road game in four nights. Uh, but it is San Jose coming back home after a five-game road trip. They haven't been necessarily great uh, in that type of situation. They're on a 10-game losing streak, and I got to lay minus 140 to back a team on a 10-game losing streak. I, I can't do it. I can't do I think there are things that to like about San Jose from a spot perspective, but I just can't do it here with uh, San Jose losing 10 in a row and now minus 140 here in this game. I'm just going to go forward with probably over six. That does make sense to me. I mean, you look at Columbus uh, against Anaheim. It was just one of those you know, two teams out of the playoffs, and they went back and forth trading goals. It's 10 goals in that game. It ended six to four. I think we're going to see something similar here. Uh, you know, two of the last three San Jose games have been 5-4 final scores i'm not exactly uh, impressed with kakinen or james reimer lately in net for the uh, san jose sharks elvis merzlikens will be in net here for the uh columbus blue jackets uh, but in his last 15 games guys he has a 3.16 goals against 910 save percentage his numbers have gone down and it's not shocking i mean the, brad larson's worn the guy into the ground elvis merzlikens he's played a shit ton of games this year especially lately and i think you're starting to see the, the workload uh, negatively impact his play uh, in recent games. So I like over here. Nothing on the side, but I think we'll see goals. Andrew, Columbus, San Jose. I'm off this game here, guys, as well. Um, it's uh, Ian, what do we call this one? The toilet bowl? Yeah, I, yeah I, I it is. I already tonight. Yeah, it is. It's definitely one of the toilet bowls uh, tonight, but I think we'll see goals both ways here. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Jackets, Sharks. I think Liverpool just scored again. And I'm off this game, too. Pass. All right. There you go. So Liverpool Ooh. strikes again. Uh, there you go. Liverpool. Jimmy, I have a same game parlay over one and a half goals first half, over two and a half goals full game. <laughs> Beautiful. That's looking good for you. No doubt. Awesome stuff. Uh, way to go. So we'll root on uh, Liverpool for uh, Jimmy and for Andrew because it looks like he's gotten involved uh, from a betting standpoint. Uh, we hope you guys get involved with the ice guys. From a betting standpoint, tonight on the BetCast, 7 p.m. Eastern time, we're looking forward to it. We only have two BetCasts left on these Tuesdays in the regular season. And then after that, there'll be playoff BetCasts the rest of the way. So, again, join us 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. Send a DM if you want to join the stream tonight. Looking forward to it. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL, and our sponsors here with the Ice Guys and THPN. Want to remind you, as always, new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Uh, again, if uh, DraftKings isn't available in your state, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. And bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets to wrap it up for this Tuesday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like for uh, best bet? I'm going to go Nashville and Calgary over the total of six. I expect a really exciting game to watch if you're a fan of the game, uh, but I expect a full effort from Nashville. But the way Calgary's offense is going, 
like I said, I think both teams, if you want to win that game, you got to score a four or five, which will get me over the total. All right, Calgary, Nashville over six. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Jimmy Murphy, what do you like for best bet? I get the Rangers puck line is going to be my best bet. They take care of a Jets team that's pretty much done, like you said. All right, New York Rangers minus one and a half, plus 120. Uh, Jimmy puck line uh, with the New York Rangers for his best bet. My best bet is going to be, I'm going to go Ottawa, Vancouver over six and a half. I like it a lot. I like the goaltending matchup, especially now with Halak in net for Vancouver. I think Ottawa with Timmy Stutzla on fire, although last night they got held down a little bit by Seattle. Uh, but Timmy, the one thing about Ottawa, too, especially offensively, they seem to come to life against bigger games, bigger, better teams. You know, and they know this game means a lot to Vancouver. So I don't think Ottawa's rolling over. They can find the back of the net. Stutzla, Josh Norris, uh, Drake Batherson and company. And, of course, Vancouver. I said it earlier when we talked that game. They are just on fire offensively during this six-game win streak. So we're going to go with Ottawa-Vancouver, uh, over six and a half for my best bet for this Tuesday NHL card. And that'll wrap it up uh, for this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. We appreciate it. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast. In audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday, and we'll see you tonight. Go Red. Eastern. Go Red for Liverpool, LFC, baby. Uh, there you go. Uh, great stuff. Uh, we'll be back 7 p.m. Eastern tonight for the Ice Guys BetCast, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.